The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, uh, is also the co-host here, and I don't think Kathy's going to be with us uh, on this call. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. So we're always looking for cutting-edge information to give our audience, you know, just that tools, strategies that's going to help you be in the top 10%. So this top 10% is a tipping point, meaning that if you or your team can get in the top percent, you are so much more valuable to your organization. And so that's what we try to do is, you know, have topics that will help you, you can bring to your your team. And today we have Tom Heck, who is the president of the International Association of Teamwork Facilitators. We've had Tom on the show a couple a couple years back, and uh, great background. I, you know, I know Tom over probably the last four or five years uh, as an expert in working with teams and working with leaders. So let me give you a little bit of more background about him. We have some questions that we're going to focus on virtual teams. We could pick a variety of things that we could talk to Tom about, but I think in my sense of working in organizations, more and more so, so many people are working virtually, meaning that you're not co-located. You know, people may be uh, in a different part of the state, a different part of the country. They can be in different countries. Um, and so what are some of the tips that, that Tom can help us with in regards of working virtually? So uh, Tom has started the International Association of Teamwork Facilitators, IATF. It's a community of, of 3,500-plus facilitators, coaches, trainers, educators around the world. And the passion is to help individuals and organizations build and sustain high-performing teams. The IATF supports our community through one-on-one uh, and group coaching, tele-seminars, webinars, and other uh, products and services. So Tom has an uh, excellent uh, website that's got a ton of information. I just visited there again more recently. Uh, a lot of his interviews, he's done a lot of hangouts with, with key folks, and so you can see some of the videos. If you're looking for some uh, tools and team-building tools, he has uh, a variety of them. Uh, there that you can choose from. He's the author of Duct Tape Team Building Games, 50 Fun Activities to Help You Team Stick Together. So, uh, Tom, welcome. Thank you, Relly. It's great to be here, as always. It's uh, fun to reconnect, even through 
the distance. Here you are on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast, and we're talking about virtual teams. <laughs> and we're going to be virtually teaming here. That's so th- right. So I have some questions, Tom, I'm going to ask you. The first part, I just want to kind of highlight a couple of the the key things about, you know, why we do this leadership development, and then we'll, we'll um, come right back to you. So one of the reasons that we, we do this leadership development news, we've been on the air now, you know, for about seven years, and we have um, listeners in 27 countries, 126 cities, and all these interviews are archived. So we have about 300 of these archived, and we get about 95,000 downloads a month. Now, it doesn't mean always it's going to be this interview, but they may go back to an interview, something we had in, you know, 2010. And Dr. Kathy Greenberg, who's not here today, she's my co-host. And, and for many of you who know Kathy, she's been called the first lady of happiness uh, by ABC TV. She's authored uh, multiple popular books on the science of happiness, what happy companies know, what happy working mothers know. And she has a brand-new uh, book that's about ready to be released, Fearless Leaders, How to Sharpen Your Focus, has a lot of mindfulness practices, and there's some uh, coaching business tools in a box that you can also have availability to. Uh, Kathy's website is Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and that's DR for Dr. Kathy Greenberg.com. And Kathy and I share a website, ExcelInstitute.com, where we talk about some of the programs and things that we do together. My website is www.truenorthleadership.com. On there is some information more about some of the programs we do with executives and leaders. I have a free iPhone app called the Leadership Keys. And it's 10 videos specifically around some of these leadership topics and how to raise your uh, performance. So, Tom, I think we'll have plenty to, to talk to, and I may come back to some of this research, but let's, let's kind of jump in this. You've been uh, doing this for quite a while. Maybe give us a little bit of your background, and maybe how long have you been? Basically, I remember the first time we talked, you said, well, I really see what I have as an Internet company. Right, right. Well, it's so like many people who are working in this medium, uh, the virtual medium, if you will, started off with face-to-face training and working with people in that way. So, uh, you know, my path uh, to to here, as I as I think about it, is a bit circuitous, uh, and and yet it's. uh, I'm, uh, so when I say that, I started off, for example, working with kids, you know, mm-hmm. in a program modeled after Outward Bound. And I know that you have a, a background in Outward Bound, and many of our listeners have probably heard of this organization. And it's, you know, involves a lot of experiential learning and learning by doing. And uh, rather than just talking about leadership, but doing leadership, then seeing what we, we, what we just did analyzing that, then uh, continuing to improve. So that's where I started. And then uh, in 1997, I started uh, a training and development company. And again, my model was really about showing up in person. And Mm -hmm. I I really hadn't heard of the coaching industry, something that you and I uh, wholeheartedly embrace. And uh, and then 9-11 happened, and that's really where a lot of things shifted for me because what I decided really was that I wanted to reach more people. And I felt a real sense of urgency to get a message out to more people, and that's when I started 
working on in more and more in the virtual realm, and uh, it's also around the same time that I was studying coaching and uh, through Coach University uh, and, and studying executive uh, and leadership coaching. So most of that was delivered uh, via telephone. And and one thing has sort of led to another in uh, uh, in building a, a web-based community. I still get out and deliver live workshops, but uh, m- uh, by building a web-based community with members from 35 countries, uh, I've had the great opportunity to coach people at a distance, to build teams at a distance, and work with team leaders, uh, not necessarily trainers, but uh, team leaders who, uh, one, are most of whom in the past have been working with co-located teams, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, naturally, I, I've been contacted over time by people who have found themselves, typically managers who were leading co-located teams, now they're leading virtual teams. So, uh, and, and so learning how to apply what, you know, we, well, probably what many of our listeners already know in the face-to-face realm, what yeah. works and what doesn't work virtually. So that's great. I want to uh, tap your expertise uh, on that because, like you're saying, things have evolved. But I think also maybe just to, you and I have some kind of historical roots just you know, about this experiential learning. Let me just say a couple of things about that so people who aren't familiar with that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this Outward Bound program you know, that I worked at for, for many summers it really came from this guy named Kurt Hahn. And Kurt Hahn saw that when people, this is after World War II, he came up with what I think was a cool term that we need a moral equivalent of war. Why do people have to go out to war and they come back and this is, you know, dated in World War II and then other wars? Oh, I really became a man, you know, when I was out on the battlefield. And so really from an educational standpoint, how do we string together these experiences that can let a man and now a woman really develop into their personhood? versus having to get that this fire line experience. So how do we do it safely? How do we design these programs? And I think, you know, Tom and you, uh, you and I have similar backgrounds that way. And then it really is about adults learning, you know, and, and people learn from experience. And that goes back mm-hmm. to, you know, supposedly Socrates, show me a man on a ball field, you know, for an hour, and I'll tell you more about him than to be him and her than to be in discussion with him for eight hours. Yes, yes. And, and the big part about... What, what Outward Bound was, it wasn't about the individual. It was a, it was, it was a shift from me to we, yeah. and, uh, and it's what we can do together, and, and so how we interact. And, and really, uh, you know, it, it makes sense to me that you have followed the path of emotional intelligence, uh, having these roots back at Outward Bound, uh, and because a, a great... Uh, an important asset on an outward bound crew is someone or a group of people at least who have high emotional intelligence and and the same is true for the in the virtual realm is uh, and I think more so is, is that people with a low emotional intelligence or, or underdeveloped emotional intelligence right. suffer um, tenfold in the virtual realm, because whatever it is, it's that in the face-to-face realm seems to be magnified uh, in the virtual realm. 
and and I've seen this with uh, virtual team leaders who have been placed. Uh, you know, they've been leading a, a face-to-face team, and now suddenly uh, they go to work one day. And this is a true story. Uh, um, someone from an un, unnamed um, military, a branch of the military, calls me one day, and he says uh, he shows up on a Monday, and he was told that he was supposed to be leading a virtual team. He had no experience leading <laughs> virtual teams, but wow. his, his boss said, you do <clears throat> such a great job here, yes. it can't be that hard. And so he was in a panic because he had one week to uh, be, get up and running with all the skills that he needed uh, to begin leading this virtual team, Wow! which, which is why he called me. So yeah, yeah. now and the good part is he, uh, from coaching him, he had a higher emotional intelligence and was more prepared for it. Uh, Interestingly, his supervisor seemed to have a lower yeah. emotional intelligence and sort of uh, didn't understand the ramifications of what he was putting his, this person into. Well, so um, I'll just say a word and we'll go to our first break. Why this leadership piece, you know, that Tom and you are so involved in is so challenging. So you brought up a great example. But that is a leadership error because you're such a good Mm. individual performer, now we're going to put you in front of this team. And not only are we going to put you in front of this team, <laughs> no one's there. They're all on the phone. And because you're a good individual performer, you, uh, you'll figure it out. And this is where I think kind of the, the, the gap of the skills that you have and that I have to help folks. So we're going to take our first break, and then we'll let's jump back into this. So this is Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. 
Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Many of you, I'm sure, are on virtual teams, and we're talking with Tom Heck, who has the International Association of Teamwork Facilitators, and uh, we're picking Tom's brain to help you come up with some tools that's going to uh, allow you to move forward. And, um, and Tom, why don't you give us your website, just so they have that, and then we'll jump into the questions. Yes, yes. So it's uh, the International Association of Teamwork Facilitators. Our web address is www.iatfconnect.com, iatfconnect.com, and would love to have uh, folks visit us. That's great. And I know probably when people come on, you, you, don't you have some, a, if they sign up, they get a free ebook or something? Oh, yes. Free ebook. Actually, uh, the, the, I keep adding things to the, uh, the free the list of free items. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think yeah, that's important. I think as we're talking about being virtual, you know, now that's come to to be a standard practice. So, so what are some of the challenges? Like we highlighted a little bit that one, not only do they not necessarily have the leadership skills or the emotional intelligence, but now do this when no one's face to face. Well, it, you know, it, actually, the, the segue uh, into what I'm going to answer is is actually going back to uh, just what we were talking about these free items, right? The, that I give away. Yeah. And yeah. and the reason for that is uh, is to build trust, is to begin the relationship uh, from a place of trust, because. You know, when people visit a website, especially one that they don't, they've never been to before, they don't have a relationship with the person. Uh, and now let me give you an example. Let's say that you went to a, a face-to-face workshop, uh, one of Relly's workshops, right? And Relly uh, says, please visit my website, sign up for my newsletter, uh, whatnot. And if you're there in person, you've got this a little bit of a connection there. You can get a sense of start right. to build trust, right? In the virtual world... It's not that easy, um, and and so building trust is the is in a virtual team in the virtual business 
is, is going to be number one. And then in the virtual team, uh, from what I see, really, the, the hardest part about uh, building and leading a virtual team is going to be trust. And, mm. you know, it's, it's not... It's not the sort of transactional trust, if you will, where I say that I'm going to be, you know, it's uh, Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern and we're all going to show up at this time on this telephone conference bridge line or on this, you know, web-based service. And, and that I'm going to lead it. That's, that's more of a transactional type of trust. Right. It's, it's the sort of the trust where you hand something to somebody. You know, let's say that you handed me a, uh, um, a packet of information that needs to get mailed out, and I mail it out, and I report back to you, hey, really, I mailed that thing out for you. Mm-hmm. That, that's a, a transactional trust. The trust I'm talking about and the trust that you do a lot of work in is this vulnerability Mm. trust. And so face-to-face, it's hard. Uh, virtually, it's harder. And, and so everything um, be- begins, uh, what, what I'd like to uh, share with leaders of virtual teams is that every interaction is an opportunity to make a deposit in the trust bank. Mm. You know, Stephen Covey talked a lot about making withdrawals and making deposits in this uh, trust arena. So how do we do that virtually? Well, one is is um, just an, an email, an email, uh, how we communicate um, through email. And that uh, let's say that uh, you send me an email on Monday at 9 a.m. and I take two days to get back with you. Uh-huh. Is that okay or is yeah. that not okay? Well, part of the answer to that depends on what our agreement is as a team. Uh-huh. And so some teams have done a really good job of establishing ground rules. So here's a ground rule. Uh, uh, am I allowed to call you, Relly, at 9 p.m.? Yeah. Or how about 10 or 11 p.m.? Or how about 10 or 11 p.m. Mm. on a Saturday night or a Sunday night? Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't answer... Should I be, uh, how should I take that? Um, Or should I not call you at all? So this is a, uh, whether you answer the phone or whether I call you can uh, uh, begin to establish or make deposits in this trust bank. Yeah. So, so tell me, uh, so let's kind of use this new leader, and I think it's a great case that you said earlier, you know, uh, someone with military background, he, he's on Monday, says you're going to be charged as a virtual team. Mm-hmm. So, so he called you and he got to your website, you know, mm-hmm. www.iatfconnect.com, uh, and then hopefully he got to you. I know you're available uh, for folks at times. So what, what, is, what should he do first? Um, and, again, to kind of build trust, he knows how to do it face-to-face, what you know, and now you get these people on the line. Is there something in the first session that that should be talked about? Actually, yeah. There, so there's there's actually uh, well, the first thing that I, I encouraged him to do was one begin to share a framework, either design one or make sure that the framework for the team is clear. So, in other words, what defines a high performing team? Mm. And if if you get a, a group of people on uh, in a virtual team who all have different ideas of what it means to be successful. 
that's already, uh, it's not a problem. It's, it's an opportunity, really, to begin to define uh, what our team is, uh, what success looks like. So I think um, one of the easiest ways to uh, help define that for virtual teams is actually, I, I recommend that people read The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is, one, it's, it's such a quick read. It's a great model. And from a virtual standpoint, let's say that you have people in five time zones. And right. I've worked with people in, in, with, in more time zones, with teams that literally have spanned the globe, is how, how quickly can we all get up to speed using the same language, Yeah. right? So if you get a group of surgeons, you know, um, let's say orthopedic surgeons together, they, they quickly can start having conversations no matter what part of the you know, world that they've uh, been trained is they likely share a common language, makes it easy to get up to speed. We need to do the same with yeah. a team. If we're not sharing the same language, it gets harder. So that's number one, is how uh, begin to uh, um, collectively define, one, what is a team, what is our team, and two, what does success look like? Now, would this, would you advocate that they kind of, this new leader send out an email, you know, with some of those questions or kind of entertain that on the first kind of what they would, they would call a team meeting for us, you know, yeah. be, uh, kind of a conference call, but, you know. Right. Actually, the, the very first thing that I would do is, is uh, send an email uh, and, and as quickly as possible have a one-on-one conversation, either phone or, you know, a Google Hangout or Skype one-on-one with each of the team members before you ever uh, start to hold meetings okay. because you want to develop rapport. Right. And, you know, you've, you're, you're a pro at this is, uh, of developing rapport. And here's why. If we don't ha- make a connection with our team members uh-huh. and, and help them understand you know, my role in this team and any questions that they have, maybe, because here's the thing, the, the story that I just told you about this, this person in the military, imagine if he is now leading a team with people who have suddenly been thrown into a similar situation. He didn't know. He had been told that here's your team, and he had sort of a vague relationships, uh, um, tangential relationships with some of them. Some of them he didn't know. Right. And so he needs to get up to speed as quickly as possible with, who is my team? And, and I, I recommend not doing that in a conference call or, you know, a video chat when everyone is there. Yeah. And, and so that, this is the part where it is, it's an investment of time and energy uh, of reaching out and answering questions and sharing, you know, where we're headed and if they have any questions and, and right. begin to establish the ground rules. You know, Relly, uh, call me anytime. If you call me on a weeknight after 9 p.m. or after 6 p.m., I won't answer. But I will be back in touch with you within 24 hours, this type of thing. Well, those are these kind of guidelines, that, Tom, that are so, so, so great. And I... <clears throat> You know, reading Covey early on when I started my career, mm-hmm. you know, remember reading that 60% of business problems are unclear expectations. Yeah. And I remember seeing that. I said, huh, well, that's kind of my realm. I'm, now that I'm no longer a psychologist in private practice, I'm working in organizations. So, you know, I know that stuff. 
but it's unclear expectations. And think about, like you're saying now, virtually different accents, uh, different, mm-hmm. you know, English is not the prime language. Uh, so that whole aspect of, uh, to highlight the steps you're given. So first, kind of introducing themselves and then having a one-on-one call mm-hmm. versus versus the virtual team where, where then they can really ask questions. The other thing you said is that, and I think we both know this, you want to you want to ask questions from them. Yes, you want to give information, but it's got to be a kind of that give and take. So the person yeah. says, "Oh, you're interested in my opinion." Right. <laughs> well, and and this this is the part about, you know, uh the the model of of leader, you know, I you and I uh, have embraced this the the leader as a coach right. uh versus the what I'm going to refer to uh just generically as a traditional leadership model sort of the my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. If that ever worked, it uh, I'm not sure that it ever did, but uh if it ever worked, it absolutely will not work uh in a virtual environment. Right. It, right. You know, especially probably if you if you're li- listening to this uh, um, interview here, this recording, you're probably working with a lot of millennials who've been coached their whole life. Yeah, you know the, uh, about inclusivity and and working, f- uh, making the shift from me to we. What can we do together? Uh, so, it, a lot of a lot of a team's success in, in any realm, face to face, co-located, uh, um, vir- or virtual. It's going to hinge on uh, who the how the leader shows up, and and the way I uh, like I have a little uh, teleclass on the seven qualities of the highly successful virtual team leader, mm. which uh, is is really the the uh, qualities of the leader as coach. Yes. So. Uh, so maybe this, hi- the, yeah. I was say, yeah, maybe highlight a couple of those. That would be, you know, cause well, yeah. So so the. So let's talk. So we talked a little bit about the. There's uh, definitely things that the leader can do to begin mm-hmm. to build structure around the virtual team, developing a team charter, um, understanding how, what what the rules are around technology, and the, what we call those are team norms. Okay. No different than uh, you know any place else. Whatever these team norms are, by the way. The team charter, the purpose, the vision, the goals, the values, these all need to be uh, easily shared on, you know, in some kind of document sharing system right. like Google Docs or whatnot. Uh, so transparency is important. Um, and hey, then, um, uh, yes. So let's, we're going to go to the next break, but let's kind of jump back with this because I think this gives us, you know, at least for our listeners, a really good structure. So yeah. this is Leadership Development News. And we're going to go to our next break, so uh, tune right back in, and we'll be right back with you. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. 
Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report every Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. This week, my guest is outspoken former congressman and one of our country's most prominent gay public figures, Mr. Barney Frank. He'll be with us to talk about the Supreme Court's ruling on DOMA and how the Obama presidency is doing in its second term. Don't miss Barney Frank this Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on the Voice America Business Channel. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. And I'm talking with a uh, top team and leadership performer, Tom Heck, and he has, uh, if you want more information about Tom, www.iatfconnect.com, and a ton of resources and things. If you're a leader, if you uh, lead teams, he's got a lot of free stuff, but just great, great information on, on his website. It would be great to, to be a member of, of that. So, Tom, we're talking about some of the key steps, uh, you know, in regards to being a virtual team leader, and you kind of highlighted already some of the guidelines, maybe the charter, why we're here. What else would be important? For well, team I, you know, the, there's a big part of this as we head down the road of um, what does it take to lead uh, a virtual team, and I think a lot of uh, of the virtual team leaders that I work with. Uh, put too much emphasis on the technology, and by that I mean they they assume that if they have a really good telephone conferencing uh, service, that that's going to be the the linchpin of their their team. Or if they if they could just get the video to work, right? right. 
or if they could just get a great document sharing system to work. You know, the, there's um, one of my colleagues in this arena is Jessica Lipnack, and she's as a uh, she's the co-founder of NetAge.com. She's a longtime uh, trainer and speaker and thinker in the world of virtual thinking, hmm. and she has this uh, equation. She calls it the the ninety. 10 rule, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to discuss this when it comes to leadership because she says 90% of your success is uh, about people. 10% of your success is going to be about the technology. Yeah. So, so I mean, in your realm, and the language of emotional intelligence, right. oh my gosh, that's the 90%. Now, what happens for many new to to virtual teams is they flip these this equation. Yeah. They they assume ninety percent of our success is going to be because of the technology, and ten percent is going to be my ability to work with people. And um, I'm sure that this relates if for everyone who's right. uh, if you're into Relly's material, this is going to make sense. Sure, sure. Um, so one of the things that I always like to say, and I think this is as we're saying, you're on the line and you want to hear, you know, first individually have a call with them, but now you're now you're with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to be able to hear from them, and I always like to say you have to name it to tame it. And so, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of drawn from uh, AA, but you have to kind of give names to things, and that's going back to what you're saying, whether there's a five dysfunctions or whatever the name is, that this common language that we can call things. So, you know, from there... Um, Information about the leader. How much should the leader reveal about themselves? Because we both know kind of this vulnerability is important, but also, you know, they have an agenda. Um, And what's your sense about the leader's vulnerability? How much do they share? Is that more one-on-one? Should they share some of that in the bigger call? I think it it will start as a a one-on-one conversation and, uh, and to build connection. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the uh, there's the emotional intelligence piece. Can we find rapport? How right. easily is that done? And I think, at least in my experience, is that for most leaders at a distance, it's it works better initially uh, at a distance. Uh, and that's it's. Um, I I look at trust like a ladder. Yeah. And if you're climbing this ladder, and on the the third rung of the ladder just snaps. You're not. You're going to be less inclined to go up. You know the extra thirty other rungs to keep going, mm-hmm. and and so if we have an experience as we move forward where it, the ladder's working well and uh, and it's leaning up against a strong wall and we feel st- good about that, we're more likely to take more and more risks. You know, mm-hmm. step one step at a time. So I believe that that starts with the one on one and you know with other. Little things like uh, emails, and and um, I got to say that I was uh, I, I'm a uh, volunteering uh, recently in the past six months with a nonprofit here in Asheville, North Carolina, and uh, there is a member of the nonprofit uh, rally who face to face, great, no great. problem with communication, email. Oh my gosh! It's like he turns into a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> and I don't know if you have seen this or yeah. if any of our, our listeners have, but this this I haven't seen this extreme in a long time. Wow. I mean, every once in a while, you know, people will mess up. 
they'll say write something that they wish they could have taken back the moment they hit the send button. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to raise my hand on that. I have done it myself. Right. But on a consistent basis, uh, you just say, wow, okay, what's going on here? And then when challenged, you know, face-to-face, uh, he uh, acknowledges it. And, and so what our community has done is we, we have to take into account what's going on here with this person in, in, the, in the realm, of the digital realm. So mm-hmm. little things like that can turn into big right. things. So, so this, but this, you asked about, I mentioned the seven qualities of the highly successful yeah. virtual team leader. I'm going to mention just a couple of these. Okay. Um, and some of them will, uh, actually all of them apply in the, the face-to-face. But, you know, I'm, the first one is, is that you're, uh, I say that these are uh, a virtual team leader strong and is a model for other people, not just being an expert manager. And, and what does that mean when you're a model? Mm. Okay, so that means, in my estimation, is that you have high standards. In other words, how you express yourself to the world, right? So uh, let me give you a, a, a true, uh, a real example in a virtual team that uh, many who work in the virtual realm will have a, a side conversation that they would not want shared with anyone else. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of a culture around um, that, that somehow we think that a text that is sort of snide or, yeah. um, you know, puts people down in, in sort of a joking way is okay or funny. Really, I think that the, the virtual team leader, a really good one, is going to have a, a constantly be working on really high standards and won't permit themselves to do that and won't necessarily go around saying that they have really, that, that their standards are, are much higher, but that they, that mm-hmm. they live that right, that they're not having that side conversation about somebody on the team that they would not have either in the group or face-to-face. Well, you know, the company's got that term, honor the absent, and I think, think, like you're saying, I always say that, you know, the leader is under the spotlight. Now, it is interesting when there is no, you can't see the spotlight, Mm -hmm. and so if they're on the virtual... you know, people read into this so much more, and so I think it's even even more so. It's it's what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. Um, but uh, your first one, as far as being a model, you know, I think this idea of, and this comes from psychology, a coping model versus an expert model. You know, if they, if your person going back to your example, you know, I was uh, given this assignment to lead a virtual team. I haven't really done this before. Um, yeah. This is new for me, and so we're going to be learning together, but I did call some experts. I've done this and this. I think that piece of the what's called the coping model, meaning I'm not an expert at that, people will relate to that, going back to what you're saying in the modeling and rapport building. Mm-hmm. And that's, see, that's a, a standard of how we express ourselves to the world, is that I'm being truthful, and at the same time, uh, I recognize that here's I'm not an expert, but I'm going to work hard for our team, right. and I'm going to pull in some experts and I'm going to get up to speed, I promise you that. Yeah. So, so it's not as opposed to saying, uh, yeah, I got this all figured out And when, when we don't. So the, the other side of that coin is that we also have extensive boundaries. So a boundary is, is sort of like, you know, um, imagine a castle. Um, 
having multiple walls. And so, you know, when the uh, force comes in from the outside, if, if we have weak boundaries, yeah. we only have one wall and it's not very tall. And as soon as something happens, it, uh, it really gets to us. So, yeah. um, and uh, here, an example of that would be an email that is, you know, distributed and isn't truthful or pulls, pulls somebody down on the team, mm. maybe not on purpose, but it, it happened. And, and so an individual team leader, and I, I want to jump from the individual to the team, but the individual, the leader, has got really strong boundaries and recognizes that this isn't necessarily an attack on them. But uh, the moment that happens, they don't let it slide, right? Because if we let it slide face-to-face, it, I think in, in my experience is that it, when I can pull someone aside and say, hey, that hurt, right. uh, it, it's, it seems to be uh, we can address it. But if you're five time zones away yeah. and I just keep letting it slide, oh, my gosh, that sends a signal. What was a, um, an individual you know, one-on-one reaction and something is sent out to the entire team mm-hmm. is now magnified, and we can't let those things slide. So we've got to have strong boundaries. And what happens when we have strong individual boundaries is that what happens is the team begins to have stronger boundaries. And that's what's important. And so what does that mean is that when a team has got strong boundaries is that, you know, let's say we have a vendor uh, who is – uh, mistreats us in some way, uh, you know, maybe uh, virtually. Um, and we all are on the same page and we go, oh, that, that's not right. And this is the beginnings of something. Uh-huh. Let's address this now. Right. And we don't let these things slide because in the virtual realm, you know, if I know that in 10 minutes I'm going to be off this call and I don't have to talk to you again for a week or two weeks, um, it's easy to let things slide. But Watch out because they just build up over time, and the next thing you know, you have uh, a team who's, uh, you know, ninety percent disengaged on uh, right. during a team meeting. So uh, you're bringing up some really good stuff. I'm thinking about <clears throat> you're kind of highlighting in a way some of the conflict that can happen, and you're and you're uh, suggesting, encouraging not to let that happen. You know these these uh, stages of team development that you talk to teams about that I do, the, the forming, storming, norming, performing, yeah. the Tuckmit model. Do you, what's your sense on virtual teams? Is that, I mean, I'm sure it's still there. Is it more enhanced or, or you know, that they have to kind of go through conflict and then come back to, you know, that uh, five dysfunctions, which, you know, the conflict is one of that. So, Oh um, yeah, yeah. So, so that you because we got to go, we got to go to our next break. We'll come back to you know how does a virtual leader deal with what is could be a conflict. So this great. is leadership development news, and we're right back. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. 
seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and practices of top performers. We're talking about virtual teams and how can you lead a virtual team. Tom and I just on the break were saying how fast this has gone by, but uh, I encourage you to get some more information from him at iatfconnect.com. He's got uh, some free e-books on there. There's some videos uh, of, of Tom. He's interviewed a ton of people. So a great resource if you are finding yourself more in the virtual world and leading teams. So, Tom, we, before the break, we kind of talked about just one of the stages, and that's hard for leaders, takes emotional intelligence to deal with, is just conflict. And now do you mm-hmm. see that, and how do you see that happening on virtual teams and, you know, anything to, to follow up? Yeah, on? yeah. Well, you know, a common uh, conflict for virtual teams that I have seen is people not doing what they said they were going to mm-hmm. do and and confusion around who was supposed to do what on, on this type of thing. And there are systems uh, to uh, address that. But uh, so, so here's the first thing, to avoid conflict on a team. Um, but not that we should all be avoiding conflict, but to have less conflict yeah. is watch the size of your team. I was not just last week, really, I was contacted by somebody. I said uh, about virtual teams, and, and they, I asked how big the team was. And they said 21 people. Wow. 21 people were on this virtual team. Now, I don't care if you're virtual or face-to-face. That team is too big. You know, that, that is uh, probably, uh, that would be hard even for the best uh, of team leaders to run that team. Ideally, your team is 10 or less people uh, okay. in the virtual realm. And, and so that's one of the, the, the main pieces is that uh, if, the team gets too big, you will see uh, a, real, a real reluctance, at least this is what I have found, uh, to uh, embrace conflict, mostly because it, it just, how do we deal with conflict with 20 people, right? right? It's, it becomes, I, I just scratch my head on that one. So that's one. And then uh, there's another piece about conflict, and I'll give you an example. I was working with a, a team out of, that was based in India, yeah. and they had... Uh, team members in um, based in India and in Hawaii, the Pacific, the Midwest, and the East Coast of the United States. Wow. Now that's that spans a lot of time. Now they were all born and raised in India, but they were spread out all over the United States. And here I was, 
you know, someone who was raised in the Washington, D.C. area and, you know, just uh, fully embracing this idea of conflict. And um, what I found was is uh, that, that the team was really reluctant to embrace mm-hmm. uh, and address conflict. And after the very first call, you know, the coaching session, I realized in talking with the, the team leaders that I was being seen as the um, – uh, sort of as the guru, guru, if you will, the teacher, mm-hmm. and and to not to, to challenge me uh, mm-hmm. or to get into these ideas of of conflict was sort of disrespectful. Right. And right. so what I did is I said, okay, I want you to act like an American would, and that actually made it easier. Oh, uh, I gave them permission. To, to sort of, because we addressed, you know, uh, so how would Americans do this? What would they say? Yeah. And, and so we uh, sort of approached it from that standpoint. My point is, is that if you're going to, uh, um, uh, to, to leverage conflict, and you must, you must uh, go through conflict if you're go- ever going to be a highly successful team. Right. Right. You've got to find out, have a, you've got to have, guidelines for how we will address conflict. And I think where the, where the emotional intelligence comes in for folks, somebody's going to disagree, and it may just be a simple thing. Well, I don't know why we're doing that. Well, how can we have to meet now? And you hear it in their voice. Mm-hmm. And, and how the leader on the line then deals with that is so critical. Well, so-and-so, McCune, it sounds like you have some concerns there. Can we talk about this at a later time? Or could you tell me in two sentences now what would be better? You know, yeah. and, and somehow containing that. So, well, and I'm going to mention one other the last thing in that in regards to this is when you have a meeting, how are you running your meeting? Most most the the uh, the biggest piece that I can share probably today yeah. is is how to run a virtual team meeting. Now, uh, I, I mentioned Patrick Lencioni before. He also wrote a book uh, entitled Death by Meetings. Uh-huh. And uh, now I teach how to use that system in the virtual realm. Oh, you could wow. probably figure it out on your own if you get that book, but it's, it's yeah. um, a system that works really well in a virtual environment. Well, and one of the things, and, I'll, and, I, and I'm sure this works in the virtual world too, that uh, is for the leader within the first uh, 30 seconds after you kind of greet people is to say what the purpose of the meeting is. Mm-hmm. And and if you don't say that, everybody's wondering, what's the purpose? What's the purpose? And it's typically going to be somebody else who says, hey, uh, Michael, what's the purpose of this meeting? And then everybody's sh- shaking their head, yeah, what is the purpose of this? So I always tell people, if it's your meeting, that should be one of the first things. Otherwise, everybody else who asks that question sounds like they're the smartest person in the room when, you know, that's what you want to be the person who's at least saying, here's the purpose. Yeah, oh, and if you want to disengage your team virtually, you can usually get away with a little bit of that in a face-to-face just because, you know, you're face-to-face. But virtually, oh, my gosh, if you're just using a telephone conference call, watch out. Uh, If you were a fly on the wall with all your teams, just uh, just wait to see how many are fully engaged and how many are checking email or writing or surfing the web. And, you know, it's so easy to check out. But the, one of the ways you keep from checking out yeah. is, frankly, to have conflict. But oh. you've got to have healthy conflict. Yeah, yeah. And it's got to be worthy conflict. It's, it can't be, 
It can't be conflict that is the essentially the fast food of uh, you know of conflict. Yeah. It can't be like you know the kind of um, not to disparage daytime soap operas here in the in North America, but you know there's there's drama. There's wonderful drama that you see on Broadway that you go, wow, that was amazing. And then there's like this cheap drama. It's sort of like <laughs> there's there's wonderful food that you can eat that is just nourishes you. And then there's like you know fast food yeah, yeah. just go through and eh, so I, I just ate. What are, I love those analogies. And so tell me a, a little bit about uh, using video uh, versus just the phone. And cause, you know, oh we're, yeah, we're well, moving more, and I know you're you've been doing some great stuff on uh, hangouts and all that. Yes, yes. Well, I tell you, one of my so for those team those team leaders out there who have ten people or less, Google Hangouts on air. I'm sorry, Google Hangouts. Uh, just Google Hangouts. I encourage you to uh, learn how to use that tool. Uh, it's phenomenal for teams because you can share documents, you can chat. Uh, simultaneously, there can be a chat along the side, and there's lots of reasons why you want to okay. have that going. And so that's, and, and yeah. that's so that's ten ten people or less because we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to bring us to a close. But so I know you've been kind of leading with that. So yeah. Google Hangouts, and then yeah. and then on air is when it's then it's recorded or it's when it's actually live at the same time. Yeah, broadcast is broadcast. Okay. So for most teams, that's not going to be useful. Right, but they can use Google Hangouts where it's just for them. Right, so. Uh, Tom, let me make sure I get your website out again. It's iatfconnect.com. And, and to our audience, we've just really touched the surface, as you can kind of probably hear, around all the expertise that, that Tom has. And I think we're all moving more to this vir- virtual world. So um, he's got great uh, tools. It's great to be a part of the community. I'm a part of it. Um, IATF Connect. And, and Tom, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Oh, really, always my pleasure. At uh, any time. Okay. Well, appreciate it. All right. We're signing off, so go ahead and tune in again to tune up your team on Leadership Development News. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.